Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Controller Port Podcast, episode 32. And happy, happy holiday, Merry Christmas, whatever you do. It is the 25th of December. Here I am. It's not the 25th of December yet for me. It's the 23rd. Thank you. It's not Christmas yet. And you're you're up there enjoying it, but this is the start of the Christmas break for me, so I still have more time ahead of me on break than than the me of the 25th. Um, I don't really have anything Christmassy planned. Uh, I kind of talked about Blue Steer last week, which maybe was the most Christmassy thing I would have talked about. So we're just gonna have a normal episode for the most part. Um, it's actually a, a couple of things I did want to talk about this week. Uh, right off the bat, um, yeah, I did not prepare myself for the first topic. I'm so glad. Let me go ahead and pull it up. But while I'm pulling it up, uh. I saw a lot of uh, excitement and disappointment over was it Jet Set Radio Evolution, I believe it was titled. So it was basically like a tech demo that this company called Dinosaur Games put out for uh, Jet Set Radio uh, uh, remake. I'm going to adjust my microphone real quick. Sorry, not a remake. Um... Uh, a new entry in the Jet Set Radio series. So I don't. I mean, I, I don't know how long you've been around the industry before, but there have been other Jet Set Radio pitch, pitches in the past. Uh, this one just has the most um, most content to go with it. Uh, basically, there's a it's a proof of concept video that just kind of shows the art style they're envisioning for the game if they were to make Jet Set Radio Evolution. This is a company unrelated to Sega, uh, as far as I know. They just make mobile games. Um, in the past, there has been other companies like Kuju Entertainment who has pitched Jet Set Radio games. Um, but with this one particularly, and I think it's because there's that concept video out there, uh, it seems like there's a lot of disappointment about it not being picked up and people kind of poo-pooing Sega. Um, I, I really can't sympathize with anyone who, who are, who's really upset about this particular decision. If you're upset about Jet Set Radio not coming back, that's fine. You know, I don't think Sega has any plans at the moment for Jet Set Radio. Um, but the thing is, is that, like, Dinosaur Games is kind of not really a known developer. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say, maybe I'm wrong, maybe they have some big mobile game I, I don't know about. But as far as I know, they've only done mobile titles, and they've been stuff I haven't really heard about. They look good. I mean, like, visually they look fine, and the gameplay looks fine. But they've got kind of an unproven track record on, like, a console uh, market. Uh, so I don't really have a ton of confidence behind them. And then also I wonder, like, uh, in terms of, uh, I don't know if Sega is willing to put the budget necessary to make a Jet Set Radio game at this point in time. Uh, you see it a lot with, like, um, anything that is kind of post-Genesis. Uh, Sega has these series that, that have a following, but... It's hard to say just how how deep that goes because I think I think the original Jet Set Radio sold okay, and then Jet Set Radio Future was bundled in, and that's probably the only reason why it had it had gotten like any real traction um, at all. And they've done those re-releases over the years of the original game, and I think Future has not been re-released. And yeah, I I, I don't know if they if that's something they're they're willing to pursue and. And, you know, it, if Dinosaur Games wants to make this, Sega has to fund them and, you know, trust that they are not going to, uh, you know, 
overblow how much of the budget they're using, stuff like that. Basically, I don't really know anything about dinosaur games. As far as I can tell, no one else really knows anything about dinosaur games. <laughs> it's hard to trust them with a project that that is uh, still a valuable brand to Sega. Like, you don't want to go out and willy-nilly give, like, give these games out to other developers. Not that Sega's always the best at, like, preserving their IP's <laughs> um, quality level. You just have to look at the 3D Sonic games for the most part. As much as I like a lot of the 3D Sonic games, uh, they're not quite the the standard that people want from uh, from Sega. And then you also have like stuff like Altered Beast uh, or Golden Axe Beast Rider and stuff like that that um, didn't particularly do super well uh, review wise. I just think Sega has to be careful with that those IPs, especially because they don't know which ones they're going to to use at any point um it, i'd be i'd be happy to see a new jet set radio game i would be perfectly happy seeing something that's a lot smaller in some cases um that wouldn't you know have to 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 warrant a full retail release or something like that but uh yeah it's just kind of it's just kind of silly to see people get upset over something that happens frequently <laughs> like these games get pitched frequently and then they get turned down it's just how the industry is uh if you ever want to see some good times though of like proof of concepts uh go check out uh unseen 64's um pilot wings and factor 5 stuff in general there's a lot of like proof of concepts and games that were in development that just like never never came to be um even though they they sometimes look like they might have some pretty interesting ideas behind them um I forget who, I, th- I always remember his username is like Dr. Cupcakes is the guy who, who makes those videos. I always forget his real name though, but he's a, he does really good uh, research on a lot of canceled games and stuff. Uh, I also saw that Catherine 3, or not 3, Catherine, a port of Catherine was announced. Um, I don't really have too much to say about Catherine. Uh, I really liked the game when it came out on PS3, uh, but I don't remember a ton about it other than I didn't like the ending very much. Um, it's funny because I was like, oh, it got too, too, too fanciful at the end. But in the end, like it, it was about literally about I mean, like, the story is literally about you being in dreams as a sheep and like dying in real life if you did not succeed in your dreams. So it's yeah. But, um, but yeah, I really like the atmosphere and style of that game and like being in the bar and stuff. Um, I doubt I'll play the new one. They're adding a new girl um or maybe guy depending on how you feel about that or whatever you would call uh i think i think a lot of speculation is that they're they're a uh transgendered or something so so i don't know yes uh i don't really want to talk about Catherine. i thought i did but i i apparently don't (laughs) it's just kind of weird it's probably one of my one of my top ps3 games but it's not like near or el shaddai where i have super strong feelings for it I think I just really enjoyed it at the time. Um, there was a segment I started um, forever ago when I first brought this series back. I forget what it was called. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to go look. It was probably something dumb. Um, but I, I spent a lot of time looking at Japanese mobile games usually. It used to be more like PSP games, but nowadays it's more Japanese mobile games. Um, and just kind of like exploring what's out there. Um and sometimes, well, most of the time, you don't find anything good, especially with, like, the Otome stuff. It's a lot of copy-paste kind of uh, 
I don't know. I don't know how to say it. It's like at, at some point you've seen one Ultimate trailer, you've seen 30 billion other ones. I don't know why they're so like dull. <laughs> um, but I did have one catch my eye. It's called, uh, I think it might be called Doubt, but it's also listed as Who is Doubt? Um, and it is about uh, being a lady and you have yourself a boyfriend and you think your boyfriend is cheating on you so you have to basically play these uh investigation segments to to try to figure out excuse me figure out uh if your boyfriend is cheating on you or not so you like basically do a bunch of shady stuff like scavenging through his bag or like asking your friends if they have any kind of like weird interactions with uh with your boyfriend or things like that and uh gathering up enough evidence so you can uh confront him and then doubt him um um i thought originally that there was some more straightforward dating elements in this uh because there's a how to play tab on their website uh that shows it, it says get investigation and then it goes doubt and then the last one is just a picture of a guy naked with a big cloud over him that says, nice. Um, so I originally thought like, oh, maybe you, you, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Maybe, and maybe you get some, some sexy times if they do. Not, not, I mean, it's like a mobile phone game. So you probably wouldn't get actual sexy times. But like, have you ever seen like, uh, what was that called? Dual love on the Nintendo DS where you like rub guys down their backs and stuff. And they like sit there and moan. I thought maybe that's what you'd get. But uh, looking at it. Well, actually, I saw a, a video for it. It's a very strange I, video that I don't think is by the actual developers uh, that kind of goes through the gameplay um, and and the scene that showed where it's like nice with the cloud over him is where you're interrogating him after he got out of the shower. So he's just naked because he's out of the shower and being naked. So I don't think there's any sexy time in this game, only uh, confronting your boyfriend times. Um, I'll put the video in the description because it's kind of fascinating. It's really poorly animated, intentionally, I assume. Um, um, and it's just like, you have these characters who are narrating over the game that are like people saying they're going to play the game, uh, even though they're not really people, they're just like little, little characters and, and, uh, one guy trying to, to argue on the side of the boyfriend and then everyone else, uh, arguing on the side of the girlfriend and, and they're like, if you're a naive girl with bad taste, you have to play this game. <laughs> it's like, that's really silly. Um, but yeah, I would, I would check out the, the video. It's an interesting looking game. It's published by, uh, who is their name? Voltage, which apparently has done some other uh, Otome games uh, for mobile in America. I think those things are kind of like a dime a dozen nowadays. Uh, and they're generally like poorly translated doubt as far as I can tell is not translated at all I'm not sure why that video that I told you about is in a broken English uh, I don't know if they at one point thought about bringing it over um, But as far as I can tell it's only in Japanese, but it's got a nice style to it. It's got like kind of a, a Detective-y kind of feel to a lot of the trailers and stuff while also being just I would say kind of plain in terms of like the character design and stuff. You know, you're just kind of a lady and you dress up a little bit, but it's nothing like overly, overly, you know, blown out. You're wearing some pretty simple dresses and makeup and stuff like that. Although I don't think there's any kind of um, uh, setting your own fashion or anything in the game. I think the core of the game is pinning your boyfriend and making sure uh, you doubt him. 
and you catch him cheating on you. Uh, I wonder if there there is any cases where your boyfriend um doesn't cheat on you, or if it's always just your boyfriend's cheated on you. That'd be kind of interesting. I'll never know. Even if he gets brought over here, I'm sure I'll forget to play it. So yeah, I'll put that, and I'll also put like the website link down. All right, this is the last. Is this the last fortune cookie of the year? Why is this coming out the 25th? Oh, so the next episode is going to be on the 1st. Also, my phone bill is due today, apparently. Look at my calendar. Um, I'm pretty sure I paid that already. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, it looks like uh, January 1st is the next Monday after this episode. So, so this is the last fortune cookie of the year. Um, I will be doing the episode on the 30th or the 31st, probably. So, my fortune cookie will actually be this year. So, I have one more fortune cookie for this year. You don't. You'll have to wait till next year to find out what that fortune cookie is. I hope you're, you're excited. Uh, but this week, we get the most Christmassy of all games. Uh, Medal of Honor Heroes 2. For the Nintendo Wii. Medal of Honor Heroes 2 um, comes at a very interesting time in the Wii's lifespan. Uh, if you look at a lot of the early shooters on the Wii, they don't really know how to deal with the Wii remote in terms of uh, controlling the character. They, they're they like, yes, yes, obviously you want to have precision aiming with the Wii remote. That's what you want out of this console. Um, or this controller, rather. Also, I'm bumping my nose on my microphone. I'll try to stop doing that. <laughs> um... Um, and so it took probably a good two or three years for, for first person shooter developers to really figure out what was the, the, um, the, uh, the amount of range you want to give the player control. Cause initially you think, oh, you want to be able to point all over the screen. No, you don't. Cause you also need to turn around and without another analog stick, you're not able to turn around except by, for by pointing your gun cursor or your your uh, reticle at the sides of the screen so in the original red steel you'd have to almost point it literally to the very edge of the screen often uh even when you change the controls to to bring that bounding box in um it would it would still be very hard to turn around uh medal of honor heroes 2 may be the first game to have fully addressed that i know the conduit has definitely has more customization op- options when it comes to shooters on the wii uh, but Heroes 2 uh, has a very um, smooth uh, turning radius to it. So, so you have a um, you have a very small bounding box in the center of the screen, where the screen won't move at all when you're aiming to shoot. Um, but then, as you get closer to the further side, further to the side of the screen, uh, the character. I believe starts turning at different rates. I'm hoping I'm not making this up. This is on my. This is coming to my brain right now. <laughs> um, I believe if you only get to like a certain point on the screen, your character will turn slowly, and then when you get to the very edge of the screen, you'll turn very quickly. Um, so this allowed a lot more control over the character. Um, but it also made it more more PC like in terms of uh, you know having to center your aim on an enemy because you wouldn't want to try to shoot someone who's on the edge of the screen. Uh, you would want to turn to to line up with them. And that that definitely has a lot more steps than like a mouse mouse cursor game where you're essentially like turning the camera to 
to aim at this person and shoot because in this case not only are you turning the camera but you're also moving your reticle when you do this so you're kind of centering the enemy into the middle of your screen and then readjusting to shoot them um and i think this makes a lot of sense because even in shooters maybe i'm just bad but maybe in shoot or often in shooters on uh, on pc i i tend to overshoot a person to some extent you know, even if it's by like a few centimeters and I have to come back and kind of recenter on them. So I think in the Wii's case, it's a bit it's a lot more larger momentum. But um, when you actually do get that pinpointed um, pinpoint accuracy when they're in the center of the screen, uh, it's a lot easier to shoot and hit enemies and aim for like specific body parts and things like that. Um, as a, If you want to go back to Metal of Honor Heroes 2 today... Um, I don't know how much I'd recommend it. It's definitely one of the better shooters on the platform. If you were due to like a top five shooters, I'd probably put it on the low end of that list. Um, but I think a big draw of it was that it had almost a, uh, well, I don't know if it even worth the almost is, it would be bad for it, but like Metal Honor Heroes 2 has had online multiplayer with, I think 32 players. So 16 on 16, which is not something that happened often on Nintendo consoles at the time um so if you were with the wii exclusive uh Metal of honor heroes 2 was a great choice for um for a multiplayer shooter outside of the conduit uh, i believe the conduit came out after and i think the conduit also had a very different style of multiplayer closer to like a golden eye kind of thing where Metal of honor heroes 2 is more of a traditional uh call of duty 1 kind of multiplayer uh closer to what the original call of duty series had done uh i would not compare it to modern warfare 2 though or modern warfare um, so yeah, Metal Gear Heroes 2, that's an alright game, um, if you can find it for like a couple bucks, I'm totally like, yeah, you should, you should give it a shot, but I mean, you gotta be into World War 2 shooters first, uh, but the, the novelty of the control scheme is, is nice, and you gotta be open to the Wii, Wii shooting controls, I'm a big fan of the pointer controls for shooting, um, I'm sad they're gone these days, uh, but, you know, control methods have changed so i think there's actually some of that stuff in uh, the resident evil revelation ports uh for the nintendo switch because the nintendo i think the switch has a i forget if, i think it uses the gyro to aim i'd have to see again but it's it's very strange uh i would like to try it though i might pick up revelations 2 on the switch i already played through revelations on nintendo 3ds uh which is a pretty all right game Re really great looking game for nintendo 3ds um but but yeah so I'm going to go ahead and uh, end this podcast a little shorter than 20 minutes this week. Um, apologies for not having anything out the last two weeks other than podcasts. I am having a really hard time with this Valkyrie Revolution article and trying to figure out what I want to do with it. I've got like all the content there. I just don't know how to arrange it essentially or what should or shouldn't be in the article. It's kind of it's kind of driving me a little crazy. Um, I may do like a 2017 list kind of thing, but it's not going to be like a game of the year list. It's going to be its own weird thing. Um, so I might put that, post it up on Thursday and then you just have to wait till the next year for Valkyrie Revolution to come around. So, so yeah, I, um, I hope you guys look forward to that. I have some thoughts on that game that I don't think is normal, um, which is okay. Uh, I also won't tell you to run out and go buy that gamer either because, uh, it's a weird one. So that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much. Have a great holiday and a great new year. And I will see you on New Year's Day as well. I'm just a holiday podcaster this year. Uh, all right. Bye.